everyone, and hello humans. Welcome to the Not A Robot DC Comics Review Show. Thanks for joining me today. We are at episode number two for the show, covering DC Comics, released the week of August 4th, 2020. Remember to give us a visit at notarobotpodcast.com, and to get access to all of our future content, send in show mail, get, on, get us a Twitter, uh, all of that you can get at, through the website not a robot podcast.com before i get started i'd like to send a shout out to the weird science comics crew for hosting me on their patreon page you can find a crazy amount of content from those guys covering topics ranging everywhere from comics and manga to one of them arguing with their wife and pretty much everything in between to check out all things weird science head to campsite.bio forward slash weird science comics to make sure get you give their podcast and their Patreon a peek. It's pretty good stuff. This will be the last week that I do the podcast myself. My new co-host Anthony will be joining me from here on out starting in episode number three, so you'll be getting a little bit more content, and the podcast should get a little more interesting. It's not just me talking anymore. <laughs> this week I'll be reviewing Batman number 96, Justice League number 50, Dark Knight's Death Metal Legend of the Dark Knights, Deceased Dead Planet number 2, Young Justice number 17, and Strange Adventures number 4. Alright, now let's move on to those books. Alright, we're going to start things off with Batman number 96. But before I do, two little side notes here. I don't review Farsoctor for the podcast. Um, it's not connected to the greater universe. I don't know what the sales figures are, so I'm not exactly sure how popular it is, but it does seem like a little bit of a niche comic. I, I really enjoy it. Um, that's why I read it. It's completely unrelated to everything else in the DC universe at this point, other than she is a Green Lantern. But uh, it's safe to leave it off the podcast, I feel. Uh, if you guys feel otherwise drop me a note and let me know I'll, I'll adjust if you want it okay uh, but get out there and grab it up if you're not reading it I it's a bit deep to get into there's a whole bunch of new kinds of people that you need to learn about and uh, it's a whole new world um, but it's really really good so check that out and also injustice year zero issues one through one through three uh, I don't know I can't figure it out. Tom Taylor has a way of writing. Um, it's just really engaging. But uh, I don't. I can't figure out what the end game is in this one. And uh, ultimately, it's. I'm already. I, I I read through nearly sixty pages, and it was maybe ten minutes, if that. It was not long at all. It. Uh, I had to go through and read both all three issues. I had to read them twice because I just flew through them. Uh, and uh, those are 99 cents a piece, so that's three bucks, and you can get yourself a really good little story there, so check that out. And uh, Batman number 96 is next. Uh, written by James Tinian IV, pencils and inks by Jorge uh, Jimenez, colored and cover by Tomu Mori. Uh, reeling from the effects of the worst Joker, Joker toxin attack ever, Batman is on the run through Gotham City. I can't talk at all today. Let me try starting that over. Uh, reeling from the effects of the worst Joker toxin attack ever, Batman is on the run through Gotham City. 
pursued by the dark shadows and voices that haunt his past and present. As the Joker's plans materialize, the only person who can save Batman from the brink of true madness is Harley Quinn. Plus, who is the new mysterious figure known as Clown Hunter? Alright, so from last issue, we know that Batman is under the effects of Punchlines and Joker's new mixture of Joker Toxin. It's got Bang Venom in there and all kind of stuff. And uh, that's what we open up to, a vision of Batman's perfect utopian future. Uh, he's obviously tripping balls. <laughs> Uh, it's where his whole city is wired to him and almost no crime exists. We see him patrolling in a new suit, and during the daytime, he sends an alert out to a pedestrian who may be in the way via cell phone. So yeah, it's very, very authoritarian. Um, we see that uh, Alfred is alive, Selina is Mrs. Wayne. Uh, it's Batman's ideal future for sure, obviously, until the dialogue leads us to the next page where we see that his hallucinations take a trip for the worse, and he watches Alfred's neck get snapped. That, uh, that wakes him up a bit, so he finds himself in an alley under the care of none other than Harley Quinn. She informs him that Joker has taken over the city with clowns everywhere, outfitting them with all kinds of toys, like motorcycles, planes, and cars. Uh, some people are fighting back because no one else will. We get a little scene of that, and that's where we get introduced to Clown Killer, I'm assuming, but it's not by name. He definitely looks like a character, though. Uh, she shows him a commercial that Joker has been broadcasting on in every commercial spot available, over and over, offering $10,000 to anyone who comes and watches Zorro on the reopening of the Monarch Theater. Uh, if you don't know, the Monarch Theater is where Batman's parents were murdered, and Zorro was the movie that was playing. Uh, it's obviously an attempt to get into Bruce's head, and it works, especially with him under the the uh, effects of the Joker toxin. Um, Harley is trying to convince Batman that he needs to take time and get his head straight, otherwise he's going to be screwed. And uh, But he's still very much hallucinating, and he runs from her. Uh, knowing that Alfred is only in his mind, he still talks to him as though he's not. He gets vital information from him. Um... Batman heads directly to the theater, and it's filled up with dead people that Joker has exposed to the controlling green grass we saw gas, excuse me, that we saw him use uh, when he was acting as the designer. He says he picked it up from him, actually, uh, with trails of green gas screaming out of their decaying faces, uh, as these are the bodies of every single person Joker is responsible for killing. The last page is of them standing up to face Batman. All of this goes on while Joker delivers a monologue that essentially reveals his plan. Uh, he wants to make these mindless zombies into a bunch of Joe Chills. He wants to cover the city in a bunch of Joe Chills. Which means that this is my interpretation. Uh, it means that he he's trying to create more people to play with. This is how he made Batman and he's trying to make more Batmen. Uh... I think that the idea of that is is something that Bruce Wayne has a serious issue with uh, psychologically. I could go into the psychology of Batman for a long time. He's a poor dude. But uh, next issue, Blind as a Bat. Now, this was a very fun issue to read. 
we're moving right along with the Joker War. Things are all falling into place, and it's a new kind of warfare for the Joker. So Batman is going to have to amp things up. Uh, how, I have no idea, because things are looking pretty bad. He's penniless. He's got nobody. Um, Joker still has uh, Lucas Fox. Uh, so things aren't looking very good. So this felt like the tail end of a setup issue, reading it, but it was done in such a way that I was really excited to read the next issue. It did its job. It did it really good. And it was, um, as a standalone, I mean, you would have to know that what's going on around it, but it, it was a great issue, like a really good one. And really, I'm really curious to see where they're going to take it because uh, it seems like they're going to be changing not just Batman, but his entire world. It feels like it's going to be pivotal uh, so, to be honest with you, the curiosity is killing me. The art is f fantastic, as always. Uh, Jimenez always knocks it out of the park. Uh, he's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, artist at DC. Uh, great pictures, great motion, great dialogue. I love this issue. Final rating, 9 out of 10. Next up is Justice League number 50. Written by Cy Spurrier, pencils by Aaron Lepresti, inks by Matt Ryan, colored by David Barron, with the cover dug by Doug Mankey and David Barron. This is a special extra-sized anniversary issue. It's also the final chapter of The Rule of War, and all of the rules are broken. On the alien planet Trotha, Empress Sidnex's plan is revealed, and it's nothing short of world domination, with the Justice League entangled in her puppet strings. But how can the team save a population that now hates and fears them? In this exercise issue, we get the conclusion to the story with a pretty obvious mora, uh, moral lesson at the end of it. Uh, Wonder Woman pushes hope over fear that heroes lead by example, not by command. It's a big issue, so I'll try to do it quickly. Uh, Batman wants to control everyone with mind control devices, and it's increasingly dark and authoritarian throughout the issue. Wonder Woman is determined to find an effective way to make everyone get along while simultaneously respecting everyone, uh, everything about everyone's wants. So that's a pretty... It's like trying to make everybody happy all the time. It's just not going to happen. Uh... The rest of the League is uh, bumbles between uh, trying to help against the invasion and uh, botching potential peace talks in the meantime. Uh, they say, uh, back and they go back and forth, they sway back and forth between Bruce's way and Diana's. Uh, Wonder Woman forces two of the youth that recently assimilated to the different factions uh, within the Trotha, the, uh, the way of the cell and the way of the spark. And uh, she, she flat out forces them to, to sit down and spill the beans about everything. All right, so the thing about this, uh, these factions is that each one of them has their own secrets that they're not allowed to tell the other side. And Wonder Woman, she, she gets them to, to, to do that. And it turns out that she started the feud along with long time ago just to be able to ease people into control so the trotha revolted against the empress and uh, turned her over to the alien invaders that the justice league were fighting so this is this is obviously just taking up space um the art is a bit cartoonish for me um i prefer 
I prefer it to not look like it's drawn for an animated show, but in this issue, I think it was mostly from the coloring and the shading in it. Just, it's not bad. Uh, it's just not what I look for in a book. It's not what I like. Uh, while it's while it isn't an important storyline, it is it is a complete one. Um, it's got a beginning, middle, and end, and in a short amount of books, managed to not just tell a story, but one with an underlying message that pertains to society today. It's it's it was it was. You know, overall, it, it, a, a good run. Um, not the best story. I also think that they wasted a great villain on such a short run. Uh, that, that Those guys should have been saved. I forget what they are. The Vermilion, I believe. Something close to that. Uh, but uh, th those people, they could have been saved for a much larger arc with the Justice League and like a real story later on. And in any case, it was overall, it was an enjoyable comic arc, and uh, even if it was just a cash grab to keep the title selling while Death Metal was going on and we're waiting for the reboot. So I give this one a final score of 6.5 out of 10. Okay, and the next book is Dark Knight's Death Metal, Legends of the Dark Knights. I usually save this space for going over the talent, but I'm going to do that individually, uh, just touching on the main talent there. Um, no offense to the people who don't get the top billing, but um, that's a lot of people. So, uh, the DC Universe has become engulfed by the dark multiverse, where demons dwell and reality is overrun by monstrous versions of the Dark Knight all ruled by the Batman who laughs. In this collection of short tales, learn the terrifying secrets of these new bats out of hell and other creatures of the night, like Robin King, whose origin is just the worst. Plus, read about the secret buried beneath Castle Bat, the sentient Batmobile, and how did Batman turn into a dinosaur? So there's a lot of titles here, and I usually stay away from the, these collected stories, but since it's tied to such a big thing going on in DC right now, I'm going to review it. Um, so here we are. I Am Here, the first story, written by Scott Snyder, James Tinian IV, and Joshua Williamson, art by Tony S. Daniel. It is essentially an explanation from the Batman Hatton himself as to who and what he truly is. We get a journey through his whole little story there and uh, how he turns into the Darkest Knight. Um, what, what, uh, what he's what he's gone through to become what he is, just to show how exceptionally twisted this guy is. Uh, Next up is The King of Pain, written by Peter J. Tomasi, art by Raleigh Rosmo. Uh, this is the origin of the uh, Robin King. I saw the origin, and I we already saw the origin. It was an offer from The Darkest Night. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me that we are getting a totally different version of it. Um, the art is total shit. I'm just going to put that out there. I am not a fan of that style. Um, this should have been handled much better. It was this section that had speculators buying it up, and that's that's just irresponsible to put out secondhand trash like this when the sales will largely be because of that. Um, sorry, I went on a, a, 
idea there. Uh, King of Pain. Uh, King of Pain was written by Peter J. Tomasi, art by Raleigh Rosmo. Um, so that's what it was. It was the origin story of the Robin King. It uh, it was a good story. There was nothing wrong with it. I just don't understand how we went from basically the darkest the basically the darkest night offering the position to a Robin that was standing next to him to having a completely different origin where Robin is actually Bruce Wayne. What the hell? Um, I mean, I guess we could say that that particular Robin was always that Robin. It's Robin King, but whatever. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the story, but I, I had to make myself read this one because that, that crazy weird, art style is just beyond me i just i everybody's face looks like a damn kidney bean i don't understand it <laughs> um next up batmanosaurus rex written by marguerite bennett art by jamal eagle eagle maybe it's eagle i'm not sure it is a quick two-page explanation for the existence of batmanosaurus rex um i don't really think we needed it at all it was it was quick it was fun uh but Ultimately, I mean, it was just a, a fluff piece, you know. Uh, this Man, This City, written by Frank Thierry, art by Francesco Francavia. Uh, even Castle Bat is a Batman. Uh, that's pretty much it for that story. Uh, Bruce sacrificed Damien to gain the ability to transform and connect himself into a building to be able to be Gotham himself. He could finally control it. It's kind of fucked up. Uh, whoops. <laughs> I'll have to go back and edit that one. But uh, it's kind of messed up and I I mean it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting aspect. Um, I, I like how there's different backstories for all these crazy different Batmen that are there uh, just some of them are a little over the top crazy like uh, we just don't need a B-Rex um, next is Road Warrior written and art by Daniel Warren Johnson I could say the exact same thing here as I just did for that last part um, it's a very quick explanation of the Batmobile Beast uh, if you read it, it just it shows that uh, it was, he was definitely an authoritarian Batman in in this story as well. Uh, Batman had sent out surveillance and had wired himself into every single part of the city and all of it, and it was widely known. And then eventually, the people revolted. Uh, that's how he ended up as a car. Um, fun, I mean, still not needed. I shall become was written by. Garth Ennis and art by Joel Jones. Uh, a Batman finds a way to automatically upload his conscious and download it into a clone to be able to continue on as Batman. Not the first time we've seen this story. Uh, the first time I believe I've ever seen it where he gets downloaded into a baby's body. Um, so with, and then we watch, uh, you know, obviously he's like, oh no, I messed up. And then we watch him deduce uh, the best uh, strategy how to deal with it. 
and it ends with him crying, uh, crying about it. So, I mean, that was, that was it. Overall, these were quick little enjoyable stories, little nuggets but, of information, but that's about it. Uh, only two stories really matter in this, if any at all. Uh, the first, I am here, it gives a peek into exactly what we're dealing with, with the Batman who laughs, and his new status is the darkest night. Uh, we see exactly how dark and messed up he is. He is seriously messed up. We'll see how much the info given here was worthwhile to share with us as the main series goes on. But um, the narration throughout was great. Uh, the story, the dialogue, I mean, it was like he was talking to the reader. It wasn't, it wasn't too much. It, was, it wasn't too little either. I didn't feel like I got slighted in the story whatsoever. Um, so it wasn't too much. It kept on track. It kept. It told us what it was trying to tell us, uh, and then the art was really good. Um, I'm I'm coming to expect that from Tony S. Daniel. He is becoming one of my favorite artists when he when he draws in this style. I really really like it. Uh, King of Pain is the second one. This short story was the reason that the book sold its numbers at all. Uh, fans wanted to read it, and speculators grabbed it up because of the Robin King. Now, in the main series, The Darkest Night merely offers a normal groblin. It appears to us the crown. Um, we've not seen any kind of distinction between any of the groblins, or at least I've not noticed any. But all of a sudden, this particular one used to be uh, Bruce Wayne at one point, or is still Bruce Wayne consciously. I, we're not 100% sure, even at the end of the issue. Um so in this story, we see that the Robin King is actually a young, demented Bruce. That story was okay. It was definitely a different way to bring the Robin King in and explain who he is. So I don't have a problem with that. It was enjoyable. I guess there's a way we can just say, okay, comic books. Uh, but the art was absolutely horrible. I don't know. Look, this is rant time. Um, what is Rossimo even, Rossimo even doing holding a drawing instrument? Um, this is not how you drum up business, DC. Rossmo should be relegated to books for children that are like eight and under that it can appreciate that art style. I mean, I'm not saying it's it doesn't have an, an audience. It's just not people that this story is written for. Um, when you're releasing a story designed from the ground up to just sell, make it worth buying. If people are seeing this as your spotlight material because they're not reading it normally, but they're going out and grabbing it because it could be valuable or it might be interesting or, hey, there's a new twist on a character, uh, they're, they're definitely not going to turn around and want to invest and buy more when they're reading crap like that. Uh, final score for the entire issue overall, because I can't, I won't just judge them individually. That would be far too difficult. Um, the final score for the whole issue is a solid 6 out of 10. Now we're on to Deceased Dead Planet number two, written by Tom Taylor, pencils by Trevor Harrison, inks by Gigi Baldazzini, colored by Rain Barreto, and the cover was done by David Finch and Stephen Furchow. The sequel to the best-selling miniseries continues. The Justice League is trapped on Earth, and they've discovered that life still survives on this dead planet. Survival is precarious, though, and with billions of infected still roaming the surface, death lies around every corner. But it isn't just the anti-living our heroes have to worry about, because John Constantine, John Constantine, Swamp Thing, and Zatanna are about to discover another evil growing. 
This issue begins with us seeing arsenal, keeping a group of peace, uh, keeping a group of people alive. Uh, not for long, though. Uh, fire has been turned, and she kills him. Uh, fire is kind of a B or C side character. If anybody's not familiar with her, she's wrapped in green fire. Uh, so, but she's been turned and she shows up and kills Arsenal. Uh, up shows the Shadow Pact, which is pretty much the original Justice League Dark in a way. Uh, Ragman, who is a character that I love. Uh, Red Hood, another good one. Co- Constantine, Zatanna, Ravager, Bobo, and the Blue Devil are all there. They show up and they start kicking the hell out of the Blighted Ones. Uh, in the middle of the fight, Swamp Thing shows up and asks John to come to Australia to investigate a garden that Swamp Thing can't access, and it's screaming, so he needs help. Uh, John says uh, they need to help, so Swamp Thing then spikes up from the ground, impaling all of the undead. Uh, all of a sudden, John's not busy anymore. Um, so John starts talking smack. Swamp Thing yells, shut the F up, and everyone is surprised that Swamp Thing just swore. I would be too. Red Hood and Ravager get sent to Australia with uh, Swamp Thing. Uh, next we see Ivy and Harley's garden. Um, that's the next location we're taken to. Where Ivy senses that there is something incoming from the sky. Uh, she feels like a me- uh, like a missile of some kind, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, it turns out that it is Wonder Girl carrying John Kent. Uh, he was stabbed by the sword and apparently it won't stop bleeding. Um, Doctor Doctor Fate says that I'll, uh, that he'll have to get magical with it to cure it. Uh, we also see Damien and Red Hood reunite, and you get to see a moment there as Jason Todd lets Damien know that he approves of him as Batman too, even though they've had their uh, differences at least, <laughs> at the very least. Um, Green Lantern Black Canary is still carrying around Zombie Green Arrow, not allowed in the sanctuary, so Canary has to leave. Um, Hot Girl informs everyone that there is a cure because she's carrying around Cyborg's severed head. Uh, Everybody gets real super sad and starts being bummed out because of all the people that had to die. Uh, Damien and Cassie share a kiss. Um... Then we go to the Australian Garden, back back to it, where Shadow Pact has gone to investigate the issue that Swamp Thing had talked about. There are thousands of the dead, and it is surrounded by a moat of blood. Um, so they're trying to figure out what to do. Zatanna says she'll fly them over, and that's when they, that's when they just go to do just that. They go to fly over the big river of blood and get to the other side, and um, that's when they realize that it's not blood. It's uh, it's an infected plastic man, and he fills up all of their lungs with him, and and its infection. So uh, it bypasses everybody's defensive. It shows on the very last page John Constantine getting swallowed by a gigantic monster with hundreds of teeth, and the last thing that we see is one of those little letter boxes over on the narration side that says, "Well, a greater evil looked on with cold, uncaring eyes." Next issue, a greater evil. So, wow. Um, first, how do you... There's a bigger evil than what they're fighting right now. I'm really curious as to what the hell that is. Uh, but going back to the beginning of the issue, as soon as I saw Arsenal, I said, cool, out loud. 
followed shortly by a no-no because I knew that meant he was probably going to die. Um, the issue was done so very well. I honestly, um, I can't, I can't really review it much all by myself without just sounding like I'm gushing. So I'm not going to say a whole lot. Um, of course, the whole I, I, I've liked the whole deceased series, and this sequel is great. The art is great. Um, the, this team needs to be on more books. Um, I'd love to see that. Uh, Gigi Baldessini uh, and Rain Barreto. I'm becoming really familiar with their works. Trevor Harrison, of course, um, I've seen a lot of his stuff. This team works very well together and I really enjoy it when they do what they do uh, like we expect from a tailored team book there's consistent story there's progression there's believable relatable dialogue the whole the whole experience is enjoyable because it gets you invested and attached and, and, and makes you care about things and it's just it's done real well man uh, final score on this book is a hard 9 out of 10. Now we're on to Young Justice number 17, written by Brian Michael Bendis and David Walker, art by Scott Godlewski, covered by Gabe Altea, covered by John Timms and Gabe Altea. Uh, this very special issue focus, focuses directly on the friendship at the heart of the Young Justice. Connor, Tim, and Bart, a.k.a. Superboy, Drake, and Impulse. As younger men, these three iconic heroes built young justice on their friendship. Now their dream has grown and changed as much as they have, and with the demands of adulthood pulling them in different directions, they realize that nights like this, nights like this one may never happen again. Alright, so first off, this story takes place between Action Comics 1021, the end of the Metropolis Doom arc, and Action Comics 1025, the beginning of the House of Kent arc. Um, I'm telling you that because the editorial doesn't. I find it really annoying when the, when the editor's box only refers to arcs and not to issues because that doesn't tell you where to look for an issue. I mean, just put the damn issue number in there. So we know that we have to go read a book if we want to. Not 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 possibly, who knows, 30 issues to find out. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, if, if, if people aren't reading everything that you're reading, they don't know that stuff from a different place. You just give them the arc so that they have to go and buy multiple issues. And that's dumb. So, um, anyway, on to the story. Against the backdrop of a young woman named Yolanda, believing in herself enough to eventually gain an internship at the Hall of Justice, yet another new person there, this flashback issue picks up after the Battle of Metropolis happened. Um, it's during the cleanup. It is ultimately just a filler issue. The entire thing was completely unnecessary and did absolutely nothing for story. There's a bunch of talking from everyone standing around, nothing really being said at all. There's no progression for any part of any story that we've had at all in Young Justice, not in the previous 16 issues, unless you consider the Flash conversation. Um, I'm worried about 
dialogue between Barry and Bart that might have been Bendis talking to us, um, telling us that uh, when the reboot happens, there's going to be a lot of stuff that we just have to deal with. Uh, that we're, he's, He pretty much says, we're going to have to live with stuff that we're better off. We're going to have to live with knowing that stuff is uh, we're better off not knowing about. Um, I'm really hoping I'm wrong because that news doesn't thrill me. At the very least, it may just be him saying we won't be getting an explanation as to what really happened with Young Justice. I, I, I really like Young Justice. I really like these characters. They work great together as a team. They just need somebody who knows how to write them. And that's it's just it's not working right now. They're not doing anything. It's I feel as though it's a page-by-page page animation of some CW show. It's just a bunch of people standing around talking and nothing ever happening. Um, blows my mind. And then there's a part, if I'm not mistaken, in this issue where... Uh, where um, Naomi makes it happen that, like, seven six or seven months of comics happens in one day or something along those lines that's that's absolutely mind-boggling to me why you would do that on your own story i don't understand i mean i've seen it in comics happen before of course but it's always somebody else doing that uh i don't even understand how this was okay for release um i feel like even more so than usual this was just a bunch of nonsense thrown in the book don't get me wrong, the way everything is drawn is usually fantastic, and I rarely have an issue to complain about uh, regarding the art. The art isn't a, a good enough reason to keep eyeing this book, though, uh, let alone keep reading it. Uh, and it feels as though we're essentially told, you're going to have to deal with not knowing answers, even though I've given you so many questions. And some answers that I do give you, you're not going to like. It's That sums up about everything that Bendis has touched since arriving at DC. Um, I'm not happy with this. I can't see how anyone out there could be happy with this if you like the story at all. I mean, if, if you're just looking for pretty pictures, it would be cheaper for you to get onto Google and just go to the Google Images search and look at nice pictures of Superman. And I mean, you could even get really specific with your search terms and, and get, I, th I feel it would be a better choice for you than, reading this crap um i just i hate the i hate to hate this book so much because i love young justice a lot um and especially all these characters i watched them i was old enough to watch them you know become who they were as far as characters and it's it's look basically if you want to sell the book you have to make a book, man. I love these characters, but if you want to keep Hit Bill interested, you're going to have to make it more engaging than watching paint dry. Final score, 3 out of 10. And that's because of the artists on the book. And that's the show. As always, thanks for listening, and remember that you can feel free to reach out and contact us at any time. We love talking about this stuff with people. I know I do, and Anthony does as well. You can link up with our social media, subscribe to our Patreon page, which we will have more and more content as the show goes on, and even submit show mail that we'll respond to right here on the show. Just visit notarobotpodcasts.com and you can access it all from there. 
Thanks again to the Weird Science Podcast crew for hosting this on their Patreon page. Go give them a look. And until next time, be good to each other and don't be a robot. Domo Arigato, Mr. Robot.